Hello and welcome to the Book and Life podcast, where you will be able to hear about my life as an author, but also as a reader, because the two go hand in hand. Okay, so it is time for me to announce that we're going to have some very big names on the show in season one. Um, bigger guests than I thought we were going to have, but it's going to be an interesting season one, and I am so grateful for all the friends and colleagues of mine who are deciding to help me launch this great podcast. So let us get started, and I'm going to talk about the books that I'll be reading during this season, um, which is kind of huge because I'm currently still studying my bachelor's degree in English and creative writing, so I'm learning a lot. It started off as an open degree, it still is an open degree, um, because I just didn't know what to study, and I think a lot of young people are in that situation of not knowing how to study or what to study. And I think a lot of it's career-driven, and we're not really, like, trying to find out who we are as an individual and what we love and what we don't love. So a lot of what I've read this past year has been totally um, impacted by by the course, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. And some of the authors that I truly admire, I want to discuss because I think that they're getting lost in the shuffle of... Um, book history and and they don't feel like they're or at least um, us as readers who know them and experience their work feel like they're they're very lost so for instance a lot of people don't know this about me but I grew up with Catherine Crookson and she was this absolutely amazing person who had learning difficulties, who had mental health issues, she was very feministic in her writing. And I think that was stemming from the fact that she'd grown up working in a house, being a maid, and then it proceeding on to this um, this writing and this lifestyle. And I think with her not having kids successfully was a huge impact on her. And I felt like a lot of the trials that she went through were similar to my own. So I really kind of connected to her at a really young age. And when I say Catherine Cookson, I always get blank stares when people, you know, hear me say that. Because she was this huge, influential English writer who was a bestseller in India and really broke the mold. She was even um, made a dame by the Queen. And so I'm so proud to be able to, like, keep her legacy going and sharing her her name and some of her work and uh, it'll be books that you'll have never heard of not part of her famous series um that I will be getting into one of them is called Fanny McBride so Fanny's story I think is going to be um very interesting and I look forward to talking about that um I also want to talk a little bit about Rachel Kane. now Rachel Kane was one amazing person and author. I met her really at the early start of my career. I had no idea how I was going to write. If I could write, I was pretty sure I couldn't because of my dyslexia. And when she spent that time with me at her signing, she was, she was busy. She was really under the, you know, under the gun. 
but she took so much time at that signing to talk to me, to take a picture with me, to sign my books. Her husband drew in the back of my, my copies, and that it meant the world to me. There really is not a author out there that I've had such a, uh, an amazing experience and I kept in contact with her um, you know on Twitter and when she passed I was I was extremely um, extremely sad because she, she was such an amazing soul and the stuff that she was able to do transition from a fantasy romance novel into crime and she did other you know she rewrote Shakespeare I mean one of the biggest well-known writers in the world and she took it on um that just tells you what a brave woman she really was and to to hear that that cancer was was how she went um i know it saddened a lot of us and i am so proud of her team for continuing to keep her books out there and alive and and allowing her legacy to be what takes care of her husband i think that's that's truly remarkable and i hope that um i might get to talk to them and discover their journeys into Rachel Kane's world and uh, find out the influences they might have had on her. Um, so I got asked about why I was going to do this podcast and I would want to say a lot of it came from friends. Pressure? <laughs> you know, peer pressure. Um, no. Um, it had a factor, I would suppose the, the, the peers was a big factor, but for me, it really was a case of I wanted to do something that leaves my mark, and a lot of my writing is, is part of me, but it's not, you know, my legacy is not what I hope will be left behind and I want to change this industry I've suffered myself um, discrimination on my learning difficulties I've discovered that people will take advantage of you even agents that are supposed to have your best interest in heart will take advantage of you um, and it's awful it really is and I also believe that by being somebody who has a long-term illness I want it to not feel like a death sentence for a lot of people, and I, I hope that through my work on this podcast, people can hear it and be like, yeah, you know what, I, I okay, I've got arthritis, doesn't mean the end of the world, I can still go on and do things and, and be positive and have a positive influence, and I think books and life will be able to do that, and you'll get to see that authors are human. We're not these people that hide in writer's caves or in their living rooms all year round. We we go out and we sail boats or we experience life, and uh, some of us have, you know, a lot of health problems, and other of us are just normal people trying to find ourselves in books, and writing is our way of doing that. So... With that being said, um, I will talk about one of the people that I hope to talk to this season. I actually never knew this author before, and I got her book as a publisher review. Um, now, I haven't done those for a long time, but I love doing publisher reviews. Because I feel like I get to meet a new author, fall in love with their work, and be totally 
untainted by anything that they've done before. Um, and I hope to bring her on and have a co- really deep sort of conversation about the nerves and the, the experience of being launched and not really knowing how that was going to be and how people were going to react to her novel and if that's impacted on how she continues to write and what she continues to write. I will be using um, a local bookstore for a lot of my um, books that I'll be talking about and uh, that little place is known as the Book Nook in Sterling. It's beautiful. It's a lovely little place. I also use Amazon and I actually get a lot of my books from eBay and Facebook because those are funnily enough really good resources for books that you might not necessarily be able to get for a decent price on Amazon. Sometimes Amazon has a huge um, price difference to when you're looking on Facebook and you're looking on eBay. And I also like the fact I'm recycling books and that's good for the environment because it means there's less trees getting cut down. But it's also good because you're giving that book almost like a, another place to go and a new home and somebody else to read it and experience what's written on their pages. So I believe in doing that. Um, I'm happy to discuss those options with you and discuss the benefits of trying it out, seeing how it goes. So um, some of you already know quite a bit about me if you're <laughs> if you come from the fan page or you're coming from Twitter or you're coming from any of my social medias you'll know that I have um, a very interesting life I have grown up my entire life with rheumatoid arthritis and I didn't really know what a normal life looks like or was supposed to be like. I was two and a half years old when that journey for me started. And it really was an invisible sickness in some sense of the way and a really difficult struggle for me. And I realized that a lot of the kids that I went to school with didn't actually have any idea about that. And I think they tried to make sense of their world or the world I lived in from what they could see and that's maybe where the the conversations needs to start and try and like work with kids and explain to kids and teach kids that just because somebody looks different or acts different or seems to have struggles that doesn't mean that they're different and that you should pick on them or or treat them any differently um for me that that was the beginning of me trying to find some way of keeping myself busy and to disappear almost into the background because um anytime there was attention on me it was never good so i had to learn some crafty ways of escaping situations um that literally did lead to my love of books And it was something that in my teen years, I never really admitted to anybody. In fact, I hid it. Because there was an almost like a a hidden shame as a teenager to be really into reading, but not into reading your material that you needed for school. No, but reading books and curling up on the floor and having audiobooks and following along. Those were things I really enjoyed. And that came from my grandmother, who I adore uh, dearly and I, I miss her every day I, I lost her a while back she had this way of taking me to the library every summer 
and she would say, pick your books for the summer. And I would get four, and I had to read the four before the end of the summer holiday. And you're guaranteed, I was sitting in the conservatory that we had a small conservatory in my house, because Shetland was freezing. And I used to read, and I was always scared I was going to miss my deadlines with the, the library, so... Um, I would read and try and get them done and hand it back and now I have probably the most outrageous reading TBR because I don't have a library near me and so I've bought books and there's not really that pressure of okay I've got to read these um, before the time's up. However I do have that with the uh, course so reading Stardust and um, Ursula is going to be really pressing for me in the next few weeks, but it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I think I'm going to learn a little bit more about those genres um, that I haven't really dived into and see if it changes my opinion. I'm not a sci-fi fan, so I wonder if Ursula is going to change that for me. Coming up to 14 years ago, uh, well actually 13 years ago this year, I became a professional author. I published, and I published originally with um, a small publisher in Canada that went under. And from then I just bounced around and I've been with British publishers, I've been with American publishers, I've sold out in places, I've not done so well in others. I've done book tours and I've had a really interesting experience with that world. Um, It's, it's beyond amazing. Really, really has been amazing to live that life and see where it goes. My writing comes from within a part of me. My mind almost never stops working. So for me, I find that a lot of my books and my stories and my topics come from inspiration around me at times where my darker stuff comes out when I'm depressed, I have depression, or I have bad anxiety, and I've discovered that I can link my writing to my emotions, which is hard, because if I'm not feeling that way, that way at that time, I can't write that book, and I have to go write something else. Um, you're guaranteed there's probably about two or three novels going on at once, um, but with the course I'm, I'm actually having to focus more on uh, not only studying, but making sure that I write um, one novel at a time so I'm not too straining my mind. I feel lucky that I got to meet the people that I have along this journey. Um, one of the people that I have admired greatly for their time was a woman called Deborah Hankness, who is the author of A Discovery of Witches. She was the first person ever to say, I want to read your book. Here's an author who is academically successful, who has an amazing legacy, and here she is offering to read some independent, small, published author who sold her book on several sentences and in an instant watched her face light up and say, I want to know more. Um... That to me was a moment I realized I can still do this. I might get rejected a lot, but I can still do this. I'm not I'm not J.K. Rowling. I'm going to take a long time to get to where I want to be. 
and uh, I feel I feel that keeps me going that almost interaction and then of course I have um, some readers that will come to me and who will talk to me about Marie's world or about Carla and there'll be something in there that they love and it drives them and they want to know more about it so one of the um, titles that I'm reading currently right now is the second book in the Bitten series by Kelly Armstrong. It is a fantasy adult. Um, it is a very sexy storyline. And essentially follows Elena and Clay and Jeremy and their pack of werewolves as they live life. And as they go through a series of incredibly tough trials and tribulations. Elena has not long returned to the pack and now she's finding herself in a more difficult situation and up to this point I have only gotten to the fact that she's been kidnapped. So I'm really excited about this book. I had seen the TV series. I was not overly sold on the series. I think there was com a couple of actors I really enjoyed and then there was others I, I just didn't. Um, so when I came to reading the series I was not sure about reading it and I thought okay let's let's give it a chance. So I think that's what that's what I'm going to do with it. I think it's called, I'm pretty sure it's called Stolen but please uh, you know let me know if I'm wrong and I think I think it's a series that you have to read yourself to be sure if it's your cup of tea or not so I'm very grateful for that opportunity to read it um, that is my palate cleanser after I read Stardust which um, I am struggling a bit with um, I, d I didn't uh, I didn't understand the movie um, and I watched the movie several years ago when I didn't have to read the book for the course and now that I'm reading the book I'm like I know it's a fairy tale, well, several fairy tales um, plastered into one, um, but I, yeah, Stardust is just not, not one that I'm enjoying. Um, I love Kelly Armstrong's writing style. It's very smooth, it's very engaging, it's very fast, it's easy to get lost in the pages, it's easy to have a longer read of it because you just get swept away, you want to know what happens on the next page. And that to me is a sign of a fantastic writer and I think she will have some struggles with how um, much she pours into one book at a time but I think that this series will calm down as it goes on. At least that's what I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, I find that, that that's been a great deal of fun for me. I did this as a little introduction to what I'm going to be doing on sort of the book and life podcast. I've got a format which I have agreed. I agree with all the authors. So for how this is going to work is you will hear a lot about us and you'll get introduced to both me and the author that I'm talking to. You will hear a little bit about their books, about their life as an author um, as the, the life outside of writing and we will also play a book game. So these will be kind of done from questions to try and keep conversations going but it is going to be a very conversational show. 
and I'm looking forward to sharing that experience with all of you. And I really hope that if you're somebody that's got a long-term disability or a long-term health condition, that this is kind of let you feel more comfortable with yourself and really feel proud of who you are. So I'm going to sign off the books and life podcast. My name is Crystal Fleming. I am writer known as Crystal Fleming. Um, or at least I will be when I start publishing under my new name. I am also Crystal McCarrington to some of you. It has been delightful and I really look forward to talking to you all again soon.